Now on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. It is your midweek, weekday, weekly tee box dysfunction. Alongside the Caddy, Michael Collins. I am the Maddie. The argumentative married couple has returned. <laughs> Hit us up on social Still media <laughs> at Maddie and Caddy. M a t t y the word and c a d d i e both the Instagram and the Twitter. Oh, we've got some good content posted on Instagram right now. Uh, we are back together because I got to tell you, we have been counting down the days because the off season is so long and painful. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't wait. Man, hold I mean, on. I First, am, you need to give me some props Are this married couple arguing thing. For what? What? For what? For the social media. Did I or did I not? put up some nice content for our social media because someone let me review here hang on did the podcast see you haven't even looked see i did the podcast alone last week with no, you arnold didn't, palmer's you didn't grandson. do it alone you did it yes with, i did you did Man, it with sam saunders well correct that's what i'm saying but he's not my co-host we're not in counseling <laughs> i'm looking at the, i'm looking at your content See, it was a good interview. I I enjoyed that. Yeah, I'll give it was Sam was fantastic. It was amazing. Here's what I love about you. We are probably 45 seconds in. I didn't even have time to set the show and do all of that. And you didn't even give me a minute to get to the point where I was going to thank you for last week. No, see, I know you well enough. I know where you're going. Instead, you were the kid that had that had to get the look at me right out of the gate when I was I was going to compliment you one on doing the podcast and the Sam Saunders interview. But now I'm only going to credit and thank Sam Saunders for coming on uh, and sharing the story on Tuesday, September 10th. Yesterday, what would have been the King's uh, 90th, 90th birthday? birthday yeah. yeah, so it was great stuff. The fact that you now, when I brought it up, had to look at the social media content that I posted proves my point that you were yelling at me before about not contributing and doing social media myself, and you didn't even check to see what I did. Here's all I've done on our social media account. At Maddie and Caddy, M-A-T-T-Y, the word and I didn't say we were going to compare things. No, I was just saying the, the <laughs> last time I've been on there, I uh, posted the Sports Center commercial with Brooks Capgun and me. Which is awesome. And the Arnold Palmer picture yesterday. So uh, the last thing I saw you do was the Aaron Rodgers repost thing. But I, you know, I, I could and I won't get into the, how the fact you did a Aaron Rodgers interview for Sirius XM. You didn't think to get it for the podcast. I could bring that up, but I won't. I don't think that that's fair to you. No, but, it's not because I I had nothing to do with that. So we uh, we are that interview was happening, and I got a call saying, "Hey, can you get in and and do this?" Okay, yeah, of course. So it wasn't like it wasn't like I used my power of the Rolodex and said, "Hey, man, your power the of the Rolodex." Where's yeah, that gotten us? One of what? <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you ever want to stop Caddy in his tracks, try I know that. you go there. <laughs> try that. <laughs> you got me good. <laughs> um, if, 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 I, if I want you to not talk during one of your filibusters, <laughs> that'll do it. Yep. 
So we uh, we were joking around. Plenty to get to on today's podcast, including the little fantasy football uh, for the people out there. We'll get into that. We will also, I joked around, but the PGA Tour season starts again. Oh, thank and God. And I've gone on the record, and I will double down on the record. This is the most asinine thing in sports. 11 tournaments, dude. There's one, the Bermuda tournament and the WGC in China are uh, mirror events. Yeah. They played the same week. But other than that, there are 11 events this fall. And there would have been 12, except the Steph Curry event that was supposed to happen in San Fran. Mm-hmm. Because of some sponsorship stuff didn't happen. So there literally could have been 12 events. But this is where the tour, I call it, I'm going to say it's they lied. Or they at least you have to say only gave a half truth because they didn't complete their their saying or thought when they said, you know, we want to end the playoffs and end the season so we don't compete with football. Exactly. Without saying, but oh, no, we're going to start the season <laughs> in the middle of. When no, f- not the, not in the middle. True. Two the weeks beginning. and three weeks in, respectively. <laughs> That's true. Like, I know. I, I'm always, I don't, look, I believe that if you've, you have a sport or you have something you want to put out there, that if you feel that it's in the best interest of you in your league and your particular sport, then then put it out there. Every other sport be damned. But there is data for the last decade plus that shows that college football and the NFL especially rule the world. I will also go on to say because of some of these pro-ams that we go to that when we used to get uh, pro athletes on as guests that would be at these tournaments, football players love golf. I say that. Because there's a segment of the fan base that not only loves golf but also loves football, yeah, and because including golfers, right? That's what I'm saying. And 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 when it is the shortest regular season in all of sport, NFL and college, why would you start your season when, candidly, no one's paying attention? Well, it's, here's the problem with saying it that way too, and this is where. This is where we fall into a trap. And I say we as in like us at ESPN and includes me and you. Well, that's where we work. Yes, but we are privy to the full sports world. <laughs> so when you say college football and the NFL rule the world, it rules our sports world. Wrong. No, it does. It rules our sports world because here's the thing. Like you and I, we don't watch Food Network. Often, right? And I don't watch HDTV. I don't watch Lifetime. I don't. There's plenty of channels that I get on cable mm-hmm. that I never watch ever. I've never switched to that channel. I have it, but you know what? The channel's there, and someone's watching it. Now it might only be three or four people comparatively. There, I mean, I'm saying thousands. Like it might be forty thousand. It might be thirty thousand. I mean, there are times when. The Cartoon Network has something on that'll destroy something on a different channel. Does that mean that that channel and that show should go away? No. The job of the PGA Tour, the number one job for its members, and Mm -hmm. it's run by 
Its membership is players. Its job is to give playing opportunities to players. So if the PGA Tour can find 49 sponsors, 49 sponsors this year, 49 events, if the tour can find 49 sponsors that are willing to put up the money that they have to put up to have these events, that's then they have to do it. You have to give your you have to give your membership as many opportunities to make money as possible. Like that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make money. Now, where we fall into a trap is we only think about you know, why would you do it now? The baseball is head, heading towards the playoffs, you know, in a downhill, screaming, memey manner. And it's pretty dramatic. And it looks like there's good stuff going on. Right. Uh, we know the NFL and the college football is right now. Everybody's on that high horse because it's so early in the season. And this is fantastic. But the PGA Tour even though like this week they're in Greenbrier after the what four or five events they're going overseas and it's going to be a worldwide tour which but what does football rule in China you in are, Korea you nah. are wrong in that it's a we thing because Monday night football had 13 million viewers okay NFL the, the nightcap which Started at ten thirty PM Eastern. Yeah. Had I didn't ten points first quarter. Ten point six million viewers. Cool. You know how long it'll take for one of these early season tournaments to combine get thirteen million viewers. But combine. That's not what they're probably doing. that's the thing though. That's not but that's my point. Do you know how advertising do you know how advertising works? Yes. You go to an advertiser and say, Hey, we can get you this amount of eyeballs for your product. You know yes. what doesn't get eyeballs that's not football during football season? Anything but football. That's not true. All right. That's just not true. Like, it's just like I said. There are plenty of other ch- – now, here's the other thing where, where golf is smart. Yeah. Okay, you got 13 million viewers watching the NFL. Of those 13 million viewers, how many of them can afford to buy an Omega or a Rolex? A good portion of them. Mm. I'd say, but that doesn't matter. Mm. Yes, it does. And here's why. The reason that it matters is... How many eyeballs are you losing? It's target marketing. If I have the same... So if if I got 13 million people watching football Mm -hmm. and only 15,000 of them can afford to buy a Rolex or an Omega, then I'm not really getting the bang for my buck in an advertisement. Where if I have 30,000 people watching a golf tournament only, which is nothing compared to 13 million, but of those 30,000, 15,000 of them, half of the audience can afford a Rolex or an Omega, I am getting some super bang for my buck. But I get and I'm th- probably going to be able to get more because now for the same amount of money that I would have spent trying to hit 13 million people, I can get four times the advertising. No, but I get that. Look, I understand segmented advertising. and I understand that Omega, Rolex, a lot of financial advisor companies sponsor golf. Yeah, I don't see any I don't see any commercials for the Hartford <laughs> during the NFL season. I don't see it there, but there are places where I do see it. 
But you know I'm, what I mean? I'm telling you, though, that it is a mistake to ignore the TV power of something that has taken viewers away. I'll give you an example. PGA Tour Championship Sunday. Okay. What was the crowning FedEx Cup moment for golf? How many viewers do you think the PGA Championship on Sunday got? PGA Tour Championship. How much do you think they got? At the Tour Championship in Atlanta? On Sunday. Give me the viewer guess. Uh, say 2.8 right. million. Well, you shot low. It was 4.3 million. Hmm. Do you want to know what outrated it that day on that network? The nightly news got over 5 million. Okay. And NFL preseason football got 6.3 million. Preseason cool. practice. Okay. Point being that no matter what, Football is king, and I believe, as someone who loves both, who loves football, who works as a college football host at this network, who understands where the paycheck comes from, and who is also a big-time golf fan, I am telling you that it affects my viewing because I'm not paying attention from September through December. I'm just not. I am 100% in agreement and with And I'm their target audience. Uh, now, having said that, I can't afford a Rolex. I don't want to pay for a Rolex. Yeah. I, but see, but that goes against your argument anyway. I'm but not, we're not their target audience. Then what are we? We're young dudes that like youngish dudes that like to golf. So so now you're telling me how many people can afford a Rolex? We are the guys that the, – here's what we are. We are the guys that – that the PGA Tour is fine having us on on what we would consider their fringes, but they would consider fans that are just not engaged all the time. Well, then they are doing it wrong because the percentage of people that can afford a Rolex or an Omega is very, Hold very on. small. If, if they're doing it wrong, then how come every year there are more and more tournaments? Two years ago, there were 44 events. So it doesn't make they're, it. They're it, doing it wrong. It doesn't they're make doing it, it wrong. Right. But at wait, if they're doing like all your numbers with advertisers, keep making if this. Right. Just keep. If they're doing it wrong, if they're doing it wrong, then why are more people trying to come buy tournament weeks? When's On, the last time you watched the Boca Raton Bowl in college football? Uh, because there's more doesn't make it successful. I love college football bowl games. But Let you know me, what? Sometimes there's just too many of them. If it's failing, then it would not keep growing that's, and that expanding. Is, that's not true. Well, we just yeah, I think we just added a couple more bowl games this year. You hear that argument all the time. There's too many bowls. There's too many bowls. I like it because you can watch college football from basically December 5th through the national championship on January 13th. But there there is a saturation of bowls. And the sad part is football does it too. But see, here's the difference between football and golf. Wait, let me finish on the bowl game real quick. Okay, go ahead. The sad part about some of these smaller bowls is when you look in the stands during the game, it's virtually empty. It doesn't. That doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't. You know, no. You know where it's packed? Vegas. No, it's Let's not. It's the Come holidays. On, no one goes to Vegas during the Bruh. holidays. I, dude, dude, now are you're ta- you kidding me? The no, I'm not. Gamblers, are you joking me? Listen here, I go. I used to go to Vegas every year with my buddies 
the week of our birthday, December 20th. There was five of us that used to go. It was an annual trip because our birthdays were around the holidays. We always felt like we got screwed. And so we would go out there every year from the 18th to the 22nd. It was tradition. You know why we went? Because it was empty and they were giving away rooms because no one's there. Right. Right. Do you have to be there to place a bet? Yeah, then you did. Do you have to be there to place a bet now? I don't no, know. I don't know that, the rule. No, no, you don't. But this, no, you don't. But, Which is why this is growing in oh, college God, football. Man, but you are so behind on this argument. No, I'm not, man. I'm telling you, look, I'm agreeing with you as far as when it comes to you and I, and they go, hey, man, Greenbrier, woohoo. And we go, oh, my God, please. Why are you doing this? Like, we are in agreement when it comes to that. But the fact of why the tournament, why the PGA Tour is doing it, and the fact that companies are still... Look, don't think for a second that there isn't two or three corporations out there that are standing in the wings going, hey, when so-and-so drops out, holler at us. Or if you want to fill that week, give us a holler. We'll be more than happy to do it. There are plenty of companies out there, and they do it for good reason. Like, they're not going to do it and go, hey, you know what would be awesome? We should do something to lose money. Like, no, why would a, a company is not going to do that, when, especially when it comes to a sport like golf, if what you're saying is true? If you're saying that they're losing so many people all the time and that everybody's losing money in the end, really so – a company now is jumping in going, hey, you know what we need? We need to lose some money. Come who's, on, everybody. Wait, who's, who's, talking about, who's talking about losing money? Well, you're saying that they are losing viewers and they don't have people watching. And if that were the case, then the companies that are advertising on them or the companies that are sponsoring tournaments. Bermuda is brand spanking new, and it is in the middle. The It's a, it's a split field event. They're not even getting even close to the top dudes. They're, they're going head-to-head against the WGC in China. All the best guys are playing over there. So Bermuda's getting who? Who's playing in Bermuda? Nobody. So then and why have the, the tournament? Of football then, then why have exactly. it? Exactly. That's exactly right. So you you tell me. you if, if, if financially it's going to lose money, and that's what you're saying, that there's no no one's I'm watching not saying the they're losing money. I'm saying they're leaving money on the table by doing their season in the but middle of the most popular sport. They're like, leaving think about money it. on what table? What part of the table okay, are they leaving money I'll, on? I'll explain. Because here's the thing. I'll explain All basic of those tournaments. Here, no, no. All, here's the thing. You're saying they're leaving money on the table. But the, the sponsor that has Bermuda, they can't get a tournament when football season's not on. Do you understand? Does that make like, it right? You, they can't lose money that they couldn't get. You can't lose hypothetical money. Do you understand? You, I can't lose thirty five thousand dollars. I don't have. If I don't have thirty five thousand, and I say I can do something to make ten thousand, you can't say well, you're leaving twenty five thousand on the table. I don't have twenty five thousand, or that twenty five you're talking about is at a time that's not available to anyone. All right. So what we'll do then is we're going to track ratings throughout the season during these tournaments that th- that shouldn't be had. The ratings because are going to be horrible, right? Because you're going to compare them to football. No, I'm going to compare them to off football season tournaments. I'm going to compare them to tournaments that aren't happening during football season because what happens is you leave eyeballs on the table. 
when exec X in our advertising department goes to company X, here's what they say. They say, we have 10 million eyeballs that are going to be on ABC Saturday Night Football. Yep. To get a 30-second spot <laughs> in front of 10 million eyeballs is going to cost you X. Yep. And they say the same thing during golf season. Yeah, for you 2 think, million eyeballs. Do you I- believe, do you believe that the advertisers that are paying for advertisement in the Bermuda tournament going against college football are paying the same money? Wow, that's that not tournament- what I'm saying. That's not, that's the, you're, that's not what I'm saying. My point is this, and then we'll move on. My point is this, when you are competing against the biggest eyeball attraction in sports, you are leaving 500, 600, maybe 700,000 eyeballs off of your event of which you could charge more if you were not competing against them. It's simple. Okay. It's simple economics. Right. When are you going to have the opportunity to not compete against them? January. Or February after the Super Bowl. Right. So what tournament what tournament is giving up their spot? What what tournament what tournament sponsor is leaving that so that you can get in there and get a piece of it? I'm waiting. Who's the sponsor? I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. Who's the like, sponsor? That's, what, for that's the... your point. Your point is saying they're leaving money on the table, and my point no, is so are you there's talking... no spot at the table right there. So you're t- oh really? Go yes. ask go ask the people at Colonial. How have they done getting a title sponsor for their tournament? Go ask them. They've lost three and can't get another one. The PGA Tour had to sponsor it because they couldn't get a title sponsor. But and that's have, after football season. They have and that's Colonial. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's like Greenbrier. That's Colonial. Right. But Bermuda still so where was the line? Where was the line? I just think it was a time. Who's sponsoring thing. the Houston Open? The city of Houston? It's not Shell. It's no one. It's the Houston Open. Where's the line for Houston? I'll look it up right now. Golf does itself a disservice when they're sitting there and we have to get excited about a new season that shouldn't be starting. I agree that I would love it if the season didn't start till January 1st. I would love it if that were the case. New Year's morning, do you know how hungover everyone would be? (laughs) How about this? This year, that tournament, the Tournament of Champions, starts before New Year's. It starts before New Year's. I thought it said, no, it says January 2nd through the 5th. Yeah, but the tournament, like, the practice rounds is what I'm saying. Like, you got to be there. You can't just show up on the 2nd. Is your Google broken today? My speed is down really, really bad. The first one here, I'll I'll play this game with you. The first one that I believe should really start getting your attention. I don't really look, I know Xander Shoffley, Kucher, and some of those guys have had some good success over in Hawaii. Time difference makes that a little weird. I start paying attention at La Quinta. Because then you go La Quinta, Torrey Pines, Phoenix Open. That's where that just got picked up by American Express. That's for me the one that I look at. Well, it used to be everyone started paying attention at Tory Pines. So, and Houston had it to its shell. Houston Open back in the day. But where's your line? You t- you told me a minute ago. There's no open spot at the table because there's a line out the door. I see two when events. Is, when is the Houston Open? 
It, Middle it, football season? Yep. How about Puerto Rico? Like, so, so Puerto make, Rico so make, opened too. So now you're like, making my have, point for me. No, I'm not. I'm saying they still have plenty of, like, because they don't have one sponsor that goes, hey, we're going to put up all $8 million, doesn't mean that there aren't seven sponsors going, hey, we'll throw in a million and we'll bring in six other companies that will put a million up too. You know, there are times on this podcast where, like I've said, you know what, Collins, you're right. You're right. <laughs> It wouldn't do you too much damage to just say that to me right now. How about this? Because then, hey, you we said could put colonial. A, <laughs> you said colonial. We could put right? a bandage on your tree. Have you heard of a company called Charles Schwab? Yeah, that's a new sponsor this year. Oh, okay. But it went did two they, or three did years they without. Run and hide. Did because Charles Schwab also uh, PGA Tour champions. Charles Schwab Cup. How many of those events you watch? The Charles Schwab Cup. On the PGA Tour champions, you know, you win the the whole thing. It's the thing that Bernhard Langer has won for the last thirty seven years. Oh, I'm not watching since those. since he's been exactly. But that's what I'm saying. I'm not watching. I'm not watching it as feverishly <clears throat> as some people would. But I'm not the target audience. And Charles Schwab is not a company that is going to be like, hey, we need to do something to lose money. Well, then I've got bad news for everyone. Two dudes that host a podcast, one that used to be a caddy on tour and loves golf and gets paid by ESPN to cover golf. If we're not the target audience, we've got problems. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. But the problem growing businesses have that keeps them from knowing their numbers is their hodgepodge of business systems. They have one system for accounting, another for sales, another to show when caddy's wrong, another for inventory, so on and so on. Introducing NetSuite by Oracle, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform, giving you the control and flexibility you need to grow. Plus, the visibility is fantastic. With NetSuite, you save time, money, and unneeded headaches by managing sales, finance, and accounting, orders, HR, all of it instantly right from your tablet, your computer, or your phone. Right now, NetSuite is offering you valuable insights with a free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits at netsuite.com slash caddy, C-A-D-D-I-E. That's netsuite.com slash caddy, C-A-D-D-I-E, to download your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, netsuite.com slash caddy. Coming up next... (laughs) We're going to talk fantasy football. Why? Because. And some preseason predictions. That coming up next on Maddie and the Caddy. All right. Welcome back to Maddie and the Caddy. Um, it's going to be a big moment for me after the show because my back is killing me from carrying this show once again and being right. But luckily for you, luckily for you, Caddy's got the answer. How about that? Not just have the answer, man. You you think I sound stuffed up just because I'm sitting here. This is how good I am at arguing with Maddie because I know I win all the time. I do it while I'm hanging upside down. <laughs> what? <laughs> I do. I have. <laughs> Look. As a guy who caddied on the PGA Tour, I can just tell you something, man. Back pain happens, and us golfers, we all know it. And it happens for everybody, caddies, players, everybody. But one of the best ways to get rid of back pain is hanging upside down. It's called inversion therapy. You use gravity. It's using your own body weight, which for a guy like me, trust me, I get off the table and I feel like I'm about six foot one. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's true. But that's the thing. If you use your own body weight and gravity, it helps decompress the spine and get everything lined up again. It's fantastic. And it's called inversion therapy. Teeter inversion tables is the best. I've used them before and they're fantastic. It, do it before I went to go caddy and then after done caddying around, jump on that table and feel amazing. And it's not just me. Three million people have put their trust in Teeter. Check it out. 10% increase in drive distance, 16% increase in accuracy. Why do you think that might be? I mean, the proof is in the pudding. It's as simple as that. You don't believe me? Go on Amazon. Check it out. They got like a 4.9 star rating. What does that tell you? And there's a special offer just for our audience, right? If you go right now, teeter.com slash caddy for a limited time, you get $70 off a teeter inversion table, $100 worth of bonus accessories, and free shipping, free returns, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. So where's the risk? There is none. That's the point, dummy. You want your back to feel better? You want $70 off? You want a bunch of accessories, bonus stuff? Everything that you could possibly want. You know what you don't have anymore? Excuses. So do this. Go to teeter.com slash caddy. T-E-E-T-E-R dot com slash C-A-D-D-I-E. And your back will thank you too. You're welcome. And thank you for that being over. Well done, well read. Welcome back, Maddie and the Caddy. Okay, so the season starts. We've already talked at length about that. So I would like to let's 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 play a game here, okay? All right. I would like for you, we'll each pick one. Uh-huh. Give me your first time major champion winner this year. If do you think Fina is going to be it? Yeah. And I love how quickly you answered that because I think it's. I think Xander Shoffley is a lock to win a major. Oh, that, yeah, that's a good one, too. If not the Masters. Ooh. How Whoa. about that? Doubling down, Whoa. Boy. I'm going Holy golfer First and major tournament. out the box? Ma- Jeez, oh, Masters. bad. He's going to go a la Patrick Reed and Sergio Garcia. I'll take Tony Finau in major number two, PGA. Wow, two first-time winners. I believe yeah. that this is going to be the year where I don't you're going to see Shoffley some wins. I don't think Shoffley wins the Masters. I would... I would be impressed to see him maybe do like if it's not Tony Finau, I love the Shoffley pick, maybe PGA or even US Open. I mean, of course, we both know that the Open Championship is weather dependent. Correct. So. That's luck of the draw with your tee yeah. time only. Yeah, that's got yeah. I mean, it has to do with skill. Yes, but if you get on the blocks. right side of the draw, it helps. <laughs> right. I if I believe the wrong side of the draw. No matter how good you're playing, you're done. I am bullish on Shoffley being the next great American golfer. I and I and look in Finau as well. Oof. I think Tony had a bit of a rough start to the season when you, when you he and I had had dinner in Scottsdale. We were talking about kind of a season. He said, "Look, I'm still." getting back to health from the injury at the Masters right? because he said that he picked up so many bad habits because of that in, that injury that yep. once it finally got 100% healed, he had to go back to his normal swing because he and had it wasn't the, right. It wasn't yeah. right. So yeah. I, I think he, a year healthy, he's going to come back. I love Xander Schauffele to win a major. Give me your breakout golfer of the year. I don't. The guy who I don't I'm not going to call him breakout golfer of the year. The guy who I'm most looking forward to to watching for the whole year is Matthew Wolf. 
Wolfie's that, a good one. And that wild swing. Yeah. I just want to no, see. And he is, no, and I will he, I will say that he qualifies as a breakout golfer. I know he got the win. Yeah. But, I, but I'm with you. I think he's going to be fun. I, I just want to see if his swing can be as consistent as Jim Furyk. It's it's the la- yeah it's really the first time we've seen a unique swing in quite some time like Furyk like yeah like with so many moving parts like his swing has so many moving parts that I just want to see how consistent he can be I don't necessarily need to see him win a bunch mm-hmm. but I would love to see him become an ATM machine with that swing and just be able to do it over and over and over and over and over again so he's the one I'm I, okay. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I guess you you say he could be called the breakout player, but I I don't know that I'll call him the breakout player. I think if there was one guy, but breakout. Think about it. If you, you, again, he got the win, but I'm talking breakout. Like he's going to be a guy consistently flirting with leaderboards. To me, that's a breakout player. I like for my guy, Joaquin Neiman. I believe is going to have a phenomenal year really? to the point where he is going to find himself. I think he's somewhere in the mid-80s in rankings, I believe Joaquin Neiman's going to find himself within the top 30, if not top 25 this year. I would say I, Victor Hovland. Another one. Another he's, young one. You know who I think he's going to be? I think he's going to be Matt, the next Matt Kuchar. Just kind of always hanging around the top 10? Just always hanging around the top 10, but I also think like he's going to be that guy who like is the all shucks man? Everyone like is just the nice, but he's gonna be legit. So then you'll go on a podcast and call him phony. <laughs> no, I just said he's gonna be legit. Oh, so you're That's... not gonna call him a phony like you did Cooch? I was just making. Bro, did you see what Coocher did last week with the whole moving <laughs> yes. sand yes. grains? He was. I will say he's the gift that keeps on giving. How can you go from having such a phenomenal year? This dude made over six. He made what six nine, six point eight, six point nine million last year. How can you go from having such a great year on the course to having such a destructive, a self destructive year on and off the course as well? Like impressive, this, isn't it? Yeah, he's Jekyll and Hyde. I love. The fact that the announcers over there were like, by the time he's done, it's going to be sitting on a tee. And, like, you could tell <laughs> they were so livid. And the fact that the uh, rules official was standing there watching him do it, it was like. I love it. Bruh. But you know what, though? Like, you can hide for a long time who you really are. Eventually, it's coming out. The famous and quote, we, time will either promote you or expose you. Yeah, there's no getting around it. And Kuchar this year just showed who he was with a vengeance. <laughs> it's awesome. Now, the good news for him, though, and this is what's, I guess, maddening for some people, and I think it's great for him. This is one of the smartest things. He has an Instagram. He has Twitter. He has Facebook. Guess what he doesn't look at? Any of them. He should. It made Phil Mickelson new again. Yes, but see, Mickelson hadn't been on forever, and then when he did get on... Came out with a vengeance. Yes, but his was always in fun, and he's having a great time. Kuchar, if he was looking at social media right now, would be up on top of a building trying to figure out if it was high enough. Yeah, it wouldn't You know what I'm saying? So, like, for him, he doesn't pay any attention. I mean, him and I... 
we had a come to Jesus moment on Sunday night in LA after I went on TV and was on social media. I, I said he was the biggest phony on tour. And like we, this is a repeat story. Right. But I'm saying the fact that he wasn't on social media then and stayed off of social media and has not, doesn't even look, he has no clue. He has no clue what the fake social media outrage is. Let me like, tell you something that I admire. Like I wish for everything that I didn't have to be on social media. I mean, there are people that have abstained like Zubin, John Anderson, Neil Everett. Don't do social media. I wish for everything that I didn't have to. It's. it's I wish toxic. I wouldn't have got on Facebook. I got. Yeah, but Facebook's kind of one of those things. I don't even go on there. Once, once at the very beginning, your parents started to get on Facebook. You're like, all right, pass. Yeah, see, but I bought into the whole man. You got to do Facebook because no, at the beginning it was great. It connected you with people you hadn't heard from in a while. Yeah, but see, that's I didn't need that. Uh, yeah, like my you know my whole stance was my whole stance was if you don't need it if you don't know how to get a hold of me and I don't know know how to get a hold of you there's a reason. Yeah, like if we weren't hanging out in elementary school, yeah. if you didn't, like what you wanna... you sending me a friend request is not going to make it happen. <laughs> me hearting one of your posts is not going to rekindle the flame. All right, let's finish our. Surprise. I thought about doing the John Daly thing though, which was. Just yes to everyone. <laughs> like, yeah. just do, he probably has like 38,000 Russian trolls. No, yeah, you don't want to say yes to everybody. You'll, yeah, get, he does. you'll get a Facebook STD. <laughs> it burns every time. Oh, I man, my you keys. do not want that. All right. <laughs> fine. All right. One more Fantasy superlative. Football, <laughs> no, one more superlative before we. So we okay. did uh, first time major winner, breakout player. Give me who your comeback player of the year will be. Comeback player of the year. I miss this guy. I'll go first and I'll let you think on it. Okay. I miss Jason Day. I think Jason Day will have a comeback season. Remember at one point, number one player in the world and dominant. I miss that guy. I think Jason Day is going to get healthy. He's going to get rest. He's going to find his swing. I have Jason Day having a huge season. I want that so bad too, but until he gets the caddy thing figured out, Nah, he just you can't. Oh, you guys aren't that important. <laughs> Stop it! You're just, just trying. You're I just, mean, you if, are trying to do things today to just get me to stop talking. If you were on the you bag, make me just. Come on. You already know I'm stuffed up and sick as a dog doing this, man. And now you just he compounded his <laughs> my head throb. Um. Okay, so if you can say Jason Day would be comeback player of the year, then I can say Jordan Spieth. Absolutely, he was a contender for me. I I think I think Jordan Spieth this year um come he he I think he wins twice. And I think he contends in majors. Uh, I don't necessarily know that he wins another major. I don't know that he gets back to world number 1. Because of the guys who are up there, that that mountain is just going to be a horrible climb over the guys that are up there right now. But I think because I think the rookie class that's coming out this year is actually going to help Jordan Spieth because it's going to take some spotlight away from him. And I think because in the golf media there will be so much focus. 
on these new young guys that are kind of filling in the cracks and the gaps that I think it gives Jordan a chance to kind of breathe and yeah, and get, I miss I miss Jordan to too. I do too. Man. I miss I miss that guy. And for a while, I missed Justin Thomas, but I knew it was an injury, so I knew he was coming back. I think Jordan's yeah. been a little bit of a different issue, but I miss both of those guys, both Jordan and Jason. Golf is better when both of them are contending week in and week out. I want to caddy for Jason just for a week. Oh God, I do. I did. I honestly, and this being, if I'm being completely honest, then he'll have to go Google what corn fairy means. <laughs> You're just you're in such a hateful place right now. I think, that may you know have been my think? best of the day. <laughs> that I, was really good. That was pretty solid. That was solid. That was a solid sting right there. That was good. That was solid. Uh, you know what? Where's hey, someone, everyone, Where's Adam, Day? Let's make this happen. Yeah. Let's get love, you on the bag for a week. Yeah, just one week. How I do we do this? For, for one week, man, because I, I honestly think that I could help him. All right, so we're, we're going to do. And I got the good thing that's in my favor, I got a pretty solid track record. All right. So, so we're going to get a hold of Jason's people. Yeah, we're gonna, text, I'll text them. I got, oh, I'll here we them. go. Yeah. You them. know what? Once you use that text, it's if he'll call into the podcast and we can actually sell him on why you should be his caddy. Jason is another guy. The downtime. Downtime. I've talked to him about, he said he would do the podcast. All right. Well, this point. is the and downtime. He's never, this is another guy, no social media whatsoever. None of it. He has no clue. Social media like Twitter, Instagram, you name it. Snapbook, face face chat, all of it. He don't know. That's how he would say. He'd be like, I don't do face gram or Instabook. All right, so let's <laughs> let's start let's start seeing if we can get Jason Day on next week. Okay. Brooks respectfully declined, to, by the way. I have to see where is he playing I don't know where he's playing or if he's at home. So I'll find out. I'll send him a note. I'll say what's up. It'd be good to check on him anyway, because yeah. I know. But I want to. But I, I'm going to tell him. I'm, he's going to be your caddy. We're going to get this done. Yeah, just one for week. a week. One week. That's it. One just week for a week. Right. Somewhere, now, somewhere to go have. Fun. Will you agree? I think we're going to have to set some stipulations. Will you agree to just do it for a flat rate, or will you do it for free? I'll, I'll do it for for free for the week. Okay, but but but. If we, if we top ten, mm-hmm. brah, done. Have that's it. an agreement. I gotta get that percent. Okay, that's that's fair. Free for the week, but the only top way 10. you the only way you get paid is top ten. Correct. Done. We're gonna get this to happen. All right. Yeah. Finally, uh, as much of a fantasy as that sounds like it is, uh, fantasy uh, football. We've got a great league here that Caddy and I are in, in, in uh, <laughs> our fantasy football league at ESPN. And I I'm gonna nobody give, making fun of me this year. I'm gonna give credit to Caddy. Because of the two of us, I'm the one that can do it. And <laughs> after our fantasy football draft, 12 team league, there was a there was a, an assumption and a notion that once again, Caddy drafted an awful team. Now again, last year because of the situation, and two times I got absolutely screwed in the auto pick because I didn't understand auto-pick. how it worked. I came out. Looking very bad. Well, and you're very the bad. idiot that took Le'Veon Bell when most people told you not to, which is the same reason this year I passed. No one told me not I to. I passed on Ezekiel Elliott with the fourth And pick. how's that working out? Well, the guy that I drafted instead of him had 32.1 points, and Zeke had 13 points in week one. I opted well, for DeAndre Hopkins over Zeke, and he scored 19 more points. 
I seem to remember everybody made fun of me for taking Deshaun Jackson. How did that work out? I don't know. He was on your bench. You tell me. Exactly. And I still dominated. Caddy had 190.7 points in week one. With Deshaun Jackson on the bench. Yet he still wasn't the highest scoring team in the league because that was (laughs) yours truly, the other half of Maddie and the Caddy, who had 190.9. Now, here's why this is big. And I'm telling you, I I would have beat you by .2 points. This is monumental because in week two of fantasy football – it's your boy versus your boy. Yes. You and me, toe-to-toe, set the lineup, let's go. My lineup is set. Is your set? No, it's Wednesday. Bruh. Settle down. Come on, man. Let's give it to the people. I'm going to tell everyone right now, here's my lineup. Oh, let's, you know what here I mean? we go. You know why? why? Because I'm cool like that. Yeah. Because I'm all about my peeps. I'm all about... Hooking them up. And because what's going to change. What are you hooking them up with? Today, what's going to change? I'm hooking them up with my lineup. All right. I'm going to tell them and what's I, up. And I can tell and you. I, my, I'm even telling you. I'm going to tell you this. By looking at your lineup, it's definitely not set. I'm looking at it right now. My my, I got Deshaun Watson starting quarterback. Yeah. Nick Chubb starting running back. Derrick Henry starting running back. Michael Thompson starting wide receiver. Is that the same guy as Michael Thomas? Thomas, yeah, Thompson. <laughs> I was thinking Michael Thompson, the golfer. Michael Thomas for New Orleans. He's my starting wide receiver. The only change that I may make, the only change would be I do, I have not decided yet whether or not I'm starting Alshon Jeffries. Jeffrey? Is that the same guy as Alshon Jeffries? Shut up. Alshon <laughs> Jeffrey. I'm either going to start him or Deshaun Jackson. Okay. Those that those that is the only change that I may make, and okay. it's for the Sunday night game. All right, I got Jared Cook starting at tight end. I'm going Sammy Watkins in my flex. I got the Saints defense, and I got Greg Zerline for the Los Angeles Rams as my kicker. Okay, there you go. Your lineup. So is there's set. only one, only one change that might happen, and it's between teammates. All right, I will then give my lineup. Oh, see, look, I had to shame. I had to line up shame. You. Yeah, that's that's what it was. <laughs> I, I, the reason I can give you my lineup is because mine was so good last week, and I don't really need to make any changes. <laughs> <laughs> can you make? Can, by the way, can you imagine if we played last week and the final score was one ninety point nine to one ninety point seven? Oh my gosh! All right, so my lineup. I, you know how mad I would have been. That would have been a bad. You would have beaten everybody in the league, but the point two. All right, so what I have done this year is I took two quarterbacks because I'm going to switch them in and out. So I have to decide. I'm leaning. So I had Drew Brees last week. But this week he plays the Rams at the Rams. I might lean to Ben Roethlisberger, who is at home. Oh, my gosh. Yes, please. I might lean that way. Yes, please. My running back, Josh Jacobs. Yep. James White. My receivers, DeAndre Hopkins. Keenan Allen. My tight end, Delaney Walker. My flex will likely be Larry Fitzgerald this week. I've got the Titans defense, and my kicker is Robbie Gold. Hold on. You're switching out your flex? I might swap out out Duke Johnson for Larry Fitzgerald. Wow. I might. I haven't decided yet. Wow. Because I really believe Larry Fitzgerald (laughs) and that Cliff Kingsbury offense 
Is he going to score some points? In Baltimore. That's right. It's a PPR. All he's got to do is catch five balls for 100 yards, and he's got 15 points. Hey, no, man. Look, I'm all about – I would – yes, if 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 you let me have your lineup, I'll switch them. Please. Please take out Drew Brees and what? put in Ben Roethlisberger. Please. Please take out and put in – please put Larry Fitzgerald in. Oh, you're acting like I'm taking – put Larry Fitzgerald in for Emmett Smith. It's Duke no. Johnson. Cool. That No. Hey, I'm good with that. <laughs> oh, that's going to be great. So what are we playing for? Oh, that's a good question. Now. Thank you. But hold on, are we? Do we play each other twice? I would have, I would assume so. Yes, I haven't looked. At, I'm I'm one week at a time guy. So we got to do. Right I know. Now. Me too. I, I, like I haven't looked at the schedule whatsoever. I think we should do the same thing. We should do the same thing as I do with Jordan Spieth and. And uh, Ryan Palmer, we have to. It has to be a season sweep. Again, two guys that haven't been on the podcast. Okay, but All yet, right. but yet, you know. Uh, look, just because one of us has numbers and one of us doesn't, you know, just because one of us is on tour every week. Anyway, go ahead. Every week, am I going to West Virginia this week? Hell to the no. Well, Mister Every Ask Tournament. Ask me how ma- many. Mister Every Tournament. Mister Every Ask Tournament me. matters. You should be. Ask me. Oh, stop! That's not what I. I'm said. just saying. Like, look, Captain every Spin, tournament. Shut up. Uh, let me tell you something. Ask me how many of the tournaments I'm scheduled to go. Of the eleven that they're playing, in, and we'll even throw the Presidents Cup. Include the Presidents Cup. How many of those tournaments you think I'm going to hit this this fall? None. Correct. Because it doesn't matter. You just made my point for me. All right. What are we playing for? Because I got, I, I've got meetings. I don't know. What do you got? What are we playing? For? I got meetings. All right. Put it out yeah, on got, social media. Numbers. All right. Yeah, we I will, don't know, man. You we'll tell put me the official. What do you want? You tell me what you want on social media. Okay. And I'll, and then I'll counter what I want. All right. Done. That's what it'll be. Season, season sweet. I can't wait. All right. So we're not doing this week. We're doing a season total. Yes. Okay. If we then if we twice. now if we only play once, then it's it's winner take all. All right. I'll look at the schedule later today. We'll get this all figured out, and maybe the patrons can help us with what we should play for as well. So hit us up on social media at Maddie and Caddy M A T T Y the word and C A D D I E. That is both the Instagram. That is both the Twitter. Good to be back talking with Caddy this week. Good to be back talking with the patrons. Enjoy. Sure. Congratulations. We made it through the off season. Catch you next week. <laughs> 18 days. Woo! Catch you next close. week. I'm Maddie and the Caddy. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.